Episode 107, Faith, Hope and Love, Sunday the 5th of August 2018, the 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. Hello everyone, this is Paul Kelly, and in the readings this weekend we hear that the Lord has provided us with abundant gifts and blessings. God knows what we need and aims to give us what we need. The people of Israel, wandering in the desert with Moses, become disgruntled and start to lose hope. God tells them that they must never stop trusting in his goodness and providence. On that same subject, do you know what big sign Pope Francis recently had put outside his room? It's wonderful. I'll tell you later. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Speech and thoughts were like a little child But as an adult put away those ways A child no longer now But speaking as a man Faith, hope and love abide And the greatest one is love O God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. You are my rescuer, my help. O Lord, do not delay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Hello everyone, as we gather together for the 18th Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year B, As brothers and sisters in Christ, let us pause and reflect on our sins so as to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you were lifted up to draw all people to yourself. Lord, have mercy. You shouldered the cross to bear our suffering and sinfulness. Christ have mercy. You open for your people the way from death into life. Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of good Sins of the world. Re- 
receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Let us pray. Draw near to your servants, O Lord, and answer their prayers with unceasing kindness, that for those who glory in you as their Creator and Guide, you may restore what you have created, and keep safe what you have restored. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus, chapter 16, verses 2 to 4, 12 to 15 and 31. The whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The children of Israel said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you, and each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way I will test them whether they will follow my instruction or not. I have heard the complaining of the children of Israel. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there was on the surface of the wilderness a fine flaky substance, as fine as the frost on the ground. When the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. The house of Israel called it manna. The Word of the Lord. The Lord gave them bread from heaven. The things we have heard and understood, the things our fathers have told us, we will tell to the next generation the glories of the Lord and His might. He commanded the clouds above and opened the gates of heaven. He rained down manna for their food, and gave them bread from heaven. Mere men ate the bread of angels, he sent them abundance of food. He brought them to his holy land, to the mountain which his right hand had won. The Lord gave them bread from heaven. 
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Chapter 4, verses 17 and 20 to 24. Brothers and sisters, now this I affirm and insist on in the Lord. You must no longer live as the Gentiles live, in the futility of their minds. That is not the way you learned Christ. For surely you have heard about him and were taught in him, as truth is in Jesus. You were taught to put away your former way of life, your old self, corrupt and deluded by its lusts, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to clothe yourself with the new man, created according to the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia. No one lives on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Chapter 6, verses 24 to 35. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were at the place where Jesus had given the bread, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, for it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to Jesus, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The Gospel of the Lord. In the first reading, and echoed in the Gospel too, we see the dangerous currents created by the people of God when they fall into a culture of negativity and complaint. And worse still, when they forget the blessings they've already received, preferring to count the bad things that are happening to them and forgetting to cherish the many good things many things which would outweigh the bad. 
The experience of the people of Israel stands as a cautionary example for every generation who follow. We have to be aware of a culture of complaining and grumbling, refusing to be satisfied by what we have, and then what we do receive, as wonderful as it is, never seems enough. Connected to this is getting into a mindset where we start demanding things of God with a sense of entitlement, instead of a grateful, remembering, humble heart. We can also be tempted to demand that God gives us what we want exactly as we demand it to be given, and in the timescale that we want. In response to the Israelites' demands, God gives them bread from heaven, a fine dewfall of bread, as much as they can eat. But even more amazingly, they can eat all they want, but they cannot store it away. They must trust in God's providence day by day. And that's a very good symbol that we can cherish in our hearts. The second reading echoes this. God's graciousness and generosity is never stingy. It's more than enough. But God provides for us in surprising and unexpected ways that may not be what we had in mind when we express our need. St. Paul warns the early followers of Christ in the fledgling churches of the first century that we have become a new person in Christ. We no longer live aimless ways of life. In Christ these are purposeful ways of living. We are to be proactive, positive and productive. St. Paul speaks of us having put on the new self and put away the old self. We who are united to Christ have been renewed. He's subtly referring there to the baptismal robe. We've put on Christ and his new ways, and now we walk the paths of goodness and holiness of truth. We only need to look at the Psalms to see that there are many different forms of prayer, and they're all important. There's thanksgiving and praise to God for his many gifts. There are petitions for our needs. There's also a kind of mournful prayer, a lament, where we do tell God exactly where we're at and how we're going. And it is a form of complaint in some ways. God does want to know what's happening to us and how we're feeling. So calling out in lament is prayer, certainly. But there's a fine line between expressing our worries and sadnesses and tragedies to God, but then wallowing in it and building up a culture of negativity, grumbling and complaint. Pope Francis has spoken about the dangers of excessive complaining many times, including at the very earliest times of his pontificate, when he said, Christians who complain too much, or are melancholic, have more in common with pickled peppers than the joy of having a beautiful life. A year later, during one of his daily morning masses in Santa Marta, the Argentine Pope warned that when we are at prayer, we ought to avoid exaggerating difficulties as compared to those undergoing major tragedies. Our life is too easy. Our complaints are over-dramatised, the Pope said at the time. Faced with the complaints of so many people, of so many brothers and sisters who are truly in the dark, who have lost all memory, almost lost all hope, who are exiled even from themselves, our complaints are nothing. Bringing to mind the many who have lost everything or live in exile, the Pope explained, Jesus walked this path from sunset on the Mount of Olives to the last word from the cross. Father, why have you forsaken me? Pope Francis gives two suggestions which can help us in moments of darkness. The first being 
to be prepared when darkness comes. Our Lord warned us to keep praying that we will have the strength to face the times of trial which will come to us. Secondly, he says we should pray. Pray as the church prays. Pray with the church for so many brothers and sisters who suffer exile from themselves, who are in darkness and suffering without hope at hand. This, he said, is the prayer of the church for these suffering Jesuses who are everywhere. There's a new sign on the door of Pope Francis's humble rooms at his residence at Domus Santa Martha, where he's lived since the beginning of his pontificate. The sign outside of his room says, Complaining not allowed, or in Italian, Vietato lamentarsi. Then, in much smaller print, a red warning on the sign defines this as the first law in the protection of one's health and well-being. The sign also warns transgressors, saying that they are subject to developing a victim complex, with the subsequent diminution of their sense of humour and ability to solve problems. Complaining in the presence of children, the sign warns, would lead to a double sanction. The recent addition to Pope Francis's door closes on a more upbeat note, advising readers, to become the best of yourself, you have to concentrate on your potential, not your limits. Therefore stop complaining and act to make your life better. The sign was produced by an Italian psychologist and psychotherapist who gave it to the Pope after a June 14th weekly audience. This specialist is uh, an expert in psychology in the work environment and gives well-being lectures to universities, security forces and companies. Pope Francis has also said on other occasions, complaining too often can distance us from Jesus. The Pope says, moaning dashes hope. Complaining frequently can become an obsession that actually blinds us to the presence of Jesus in difficult situations. Pope Francis cites the gospel story of St. Luke about the two disappointed disciples on the road to Emmaus after the death of Jesus. They were afraid. All of the disciples were afraid. As they walked towards Emmaus and discussed everything that had happened, they were sad and they were complaining. When they complained more and more, they were closed in on themselves. They did not have an horizon before them, only a wall. The disciples had such high hopes that Jesus would be the one who would redeem Israel, but they thought their hopes were destroyed. And they stewed, so to speak, their lives in the juice of their complaints and kept going on and on with the complaining. I think that many times when difficult things happen, including when we're visited by the cross, we run the risk of closing ourselves off in our complaints. When all people can think of is how wrong things are going, Pope Francis said, the Lord is actually close, but we don't recognize him. He's walking with us, but we don't see him. Like the disciples joined by the risen Lord on the road to Emmaus, people can hear beautiful things, but deep down they continue to be afraid. Complaining seems safer. It's something more certain. This is my truth. Things are going wrong for me. That gospel story shows how very patient our Lord is with the disciples, first listening to them, and then explaining things step by step until they come to see him in their midst, walking along with them. Complaining and griping about others and about things in one's life is harmful because it dashes hope. The Pope finishes by saying, don't get into this game of a life of complaints. Inspired by God's word and God's providence and goodness, let us walk with God in trust 
and continue to be people who are positive, constructive, prepared and, come what may, filled with faith, hope and love. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We turn to God on whom we depend for everything. Our petitions bear witness to that dependence. For the Church that it may give practical and visible aid to the hungry. Lord, hear us. For world leaders, that they may be unselfish in the giving of their time and effort to assist the downtrodden, the poor and needy. Lord, hear us. For those who have not yet been fed the good news of Jesus, that they may discover his living and active word. Lord, hear us. That we might never forget to thank God for the many blessings, graces and prayers answered in our lives and in the lives of people around us. And may we ponder and remember these always. Lord, hear us. To be people who are positive, constructive and encouraging. And may the Lord give us the grace to avoid negativity and criticism and gossip. Lord, hear us. For ourselves, that we may put aside selfishness and illusory desires and be renewed in the goodness and holiness of the truth. Lord, hear us. For all who are in ill health, that the Lord will come to them with healing, strength and peace, and that the Lord will sustain those who care for them. Lord, hear us. For all who have died with uncertainty about the future, that they may see the Lord face to face, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God of the manna in the desert, we ask you to hear your people who offer these prayers through Jesus, the bread of life, and we make these prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Graciously sanctify these gifts, O Lord, we pray, and accepting the oblation of this spiritual sacrifice, make of us an eternal offering to you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. 
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For through his paschal mystery he accomplished the marvellous deed by which he has freed us from the yoke of sin and death, summoning us to the glory of now being called a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for your own possession, to proclaim everywhere your mighty works, for you have called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. You have given us, O Lord, bread from heaven, endowed with all delights and sweetness in every taste. Let us pray. Accompany with constant protection, O Lord, those you renew with these heavenly gifts and in your never-failing care for them, make them worthy of eternal redemption. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts used in this program are for the purposes of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. Prayers and chants are taken from the English translation of the Roman Missal, edition 3, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. 
Scriptures are from the New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the National Council of Churches of Christ, USA, with adaptations to conform with Catholic liturgical norms. The Psalms, a new translation, copyright 1963, The Grail, England, published by Collins. Mass in honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, published 2011, composed and sung by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring The Gloria. See www.ccwatershed.org forward slash Charbonnel. Prayers of the Faithful are adapted from Robert Borg's 1993 book, Together We Pray, published in Sydney, Australia by E.J. DeWire, out of print. Faith, Hope and Love theme, words based on 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, set to original music by Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au. Contact us at paulwkelly68 at gmail.com. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless you and keep you.